This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It's Thursday, April 28th. 2022 and it is a historic night for the Utah Jazz as they will fight for their lives against the Dallas Mavericks tonight trailing that series 3-2 we have got a fresh batch of some pretty interesting conversations and rumors surrounding the Utah Jazz we'll talk about that coming up um, we've got to talk about the Phoenix Suns should they play Devin Booker tonight it's a really interesting question because they too are in a closeout situation, but in New Orleans, and there's you know some thought that Devin Booker will be available for that game tonight. We'll talk about that. Golden State was able to close out Denver last night. Is Philadelphia ready to go in Toronto? This whole Doc Rivers controversy about him being a choker of a head coach. I mean, they, they were up and now it's 3-2. And they're on the road for game six, so we'll talk all about that. Are you one of those assholes who waters your lawn every day? We'll talk about that. And there is there is some real controversy in the cereal industry um, that is troubling for me. Like it is, I mean, this is amazing. It is, it hurts. Um, I, I just feel like cereal is a birthright. And when you take that birthright away from somebody I mean, it's it, man. Are you going to be able to work under these conditions? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, yes, we are going to talk about cereal coming up on the show, as we should. Yes. Okay. But now, without further ado, uh, let's talk Utah Jazz basketball. Obviously, uh, as we have talked about on a pretty regular basis on this show, um, the Utah Jazz are in a situation where this offseason is going to bring significant change to Salt Lake City. Um, and we have been working on a story for a, a several days, just about a week on what happened at the trade deadline or what didn't happen and the impact that that's having on this team now. Um, and we were, we, you know, we were privy to some conversations yesterday, uh, that explained that Quinn Snyder is, is an unhappy head coach. Um, and I was told by multiple sources. Now, my guy at the Jazz completely denied it. My guy that I talk to on a regular basis over there um, basically said there's no truth to the rumor that Quinn Snyder is likely to resign his position as head coach um, after this season. There was apparently quite a bit of frustration about the the lack of change coming to the Jazz at the NBA trade deadline. Um, there was significant disagreement on what to do with Joe Ingles after he tore his ACL. Um, it was a foregone conclusion that Joe was going to be moved. He was on an expiring contract. That was a foregone conclusion long before he tore his knee. Um, but then once that happened, there was significant dissent in the organization about what to do with that contract and how best to leverage it. It wasn't a question of should the Utah Jazz trade Joe Ingles. The question was to whom and for what. And there was quite a bit of fracture, and I am told that Quinn Snyder was very unhappy with the, the way that Joe Ingles was sent to Portland. And that they did that, not early, but they should have held on to Joe 
for another day. And it likely cost them an opportunity to make a larger deal, um, whether that involved Rudy Gobert, whether that involved uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, I guess we'll never know at this point. But we know that they had a Rudy Gobert trade scenario uh, where they could have made a significant trade. I'm not saying that that didn't happen because of the Joe Ingles contract, but there was frustration among the coaching on the coaching staff and particularly with Quinn Snyder that they got zero help at the trade deadline. Um, and I think some of that and one of the main concerns is that some of that has caused dissent on how to best use this roster. And we've talked about it all season long, really, I feel like, especially since the deadline, the lack of use for guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, the lack of use of a Jared Butler, the lack of use here in the playoffs. One of the more interesting storylines is that Rudy Gay has not played a single second um, in this Dallas series. But the story here is, is that there is belief around the NBA that Quinn Snyder is likely to resign once this season is over. There's a lot of things said. There's a lot of emotion around things like the NBA trade deadline. There's a lot of emotion when you're getting your ass kicked in a series by Dallas. Um, there's a lot of emotion. Noticeably, though, there was zero talk about the locker room, the chemistry, frustration after game five. You got your doors blown off. You got embarrassed on Monday night in Dallas, and there was no conversation around that. I think that's a very telling sign that this team, frankly, knows that they're in a real bad spot because nobody is saying anything. And you're hearing now bubbling under the surface that there is dissent and there was a fracture about what happened at the trade deadline, Jake. And I feel like it is, it, it, I, I would put it at better than 60% that Quinn Snyder resigns after the season. Yeah, you know, and, and I think I, I can't say that I that I blame him, you know, if he is feeling frustrations or if, you know, other guys on the roster are feeling frustrations. Like, like just imagine, you know, again, I yesterday on the show I pointed out, like last year you were the number one seed in the league. Like you were the best team in the league, and now you're struggling with Dallas. Like that's not a good feeling. So, you know, as you work through a season – um, you know, and you're, you have your relationship with the media and, and you're working on your team and you're trying to get better and you don't get, really get any noticeable help at the deadline. Um, and I'm guessing that there was probably an expectation of at least some help coming in. That's, that's definitely going to be frustrating. And, and I, and the thing is, I, I love what Quinn brings to the table. Does he have his flaws just like any other head coach? Yeah, sure. But I think this guy's done a hell of a job and he's been nothing but a stand up class act the entire time he's been here. And I, I have to imagine as a head coach, when you're putting strategies together and game plans and you're trying to figure out how am I going to keep Luca in check tonight? And, and how am I going to keep Dorian Finney Smith from making like five threes in the corner tonight? Like when you're going through those processes and you're looking at this roster and trying to figure out how you're going to do things on the floor, you come to realize that, man, like we're, we're not in a place where we're talking about best or worst case scenario for our strategy. We're talking about percentages. We're talking about, Hey, what can, what's the best chance that I have playing this guy in this situation? And that's a frustrating place to be because other teams have more guys that can do more things, you know, like if you're the Boston Celtics, you got all these guys who can play amazing defense so you're heading into the game and saying, all right, all we got to do is slow down Kevin Durant, and we're in a good place, which is exactly what they did, and they swept. <laughs> so th so I don't blame 
Quinn for 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 feeling some frustration. And you can't tell me, and again, this part is just my opinion, but you can't tell me that guys like Donovan Mitchell or even Rudy Gobert don't feel frustration. I imagine Boyan Bogdanovich feels some frustration with inconsistent touches and, and the way things work out for him. So I just think to what you were saying, this team knows that this group of guys is not going to be the same group of guys that starts training camp come October, right? They just know that. They know that. So when you know that, I think that puts you in a place where you're going to give it your best shot tonight, and we'll see what happens. Like, I don't I don't think they'll win this series. I think they'll give it their best shot and their level best effort, but I think it's done. I think this group of guys is tried. I think they're out of gas, and that's just the reality of the situation. And I don't think that that's just one person's fault. It's just an unfortunate circumstance with the with with how things have worked out so yeah I think that's where they are yeah I don't I don't think I agree with that and the reason I say that I don't agree with that is because I do think that Justin Zanuck is going to be a fall guy um, I think the 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 changes in the offseason that everybody is focused on is the roster I think you have to put a clear plan in place and I think when, and I know that Justin Zanuck was the guy really working the phones up to the trade deadline. Yeah. And I think Justin Zanuck's a guy that's going to, you know, I don't know that Justin Zanuck's going to be fired or moved out or moved on. I, I don't know. I have not heard that. But I think there is considerable frustration, um, and, it, and it is being crystallized right now as you get boat raced by the, by the Dallas Mavericks if that happens again tonight. And I don't think it will, and we're going to talk about that game in a minute. But when you lose the way that this Jazz team lost and you get embarrassed the way that they got embarrassed, there's going to be some finger pointing. That's going to happen. And mm -hmm. I think quietly behind the scenes, I think that if you ask Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith right now, they are, they are ready to move on. They are ready to begin a new chapter. But if you ask Justin Zanuck, he, in my opinion, would tell you he wears a lot of the responsibility for what did not happen at the NBA trade deadline. And again, I, I, I don't think it's a huge mistake that they didn't make a big trade. The mistake they made was making no trade at all. There's a reason that Montrez Harrell yesterday was playing pickup basketball at LA Fitness. Literally, he's at an LA Fitness yeah. playing pickup basketball. There's a reason that he's not wearing a uniform. That's the mistake. There's a reason that Spencer Dinwiddie is in Dallas and not in Utah. That's the mistake. There's a reason that people are talking about Quinn Snyder resigning his position as a Utah Jazz head coach when this season's over. That's going to be the mistake because I'm warning you now, and I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more. When he leaves, if Quinn Snyder is either fired or resigns, and I, do, I don't see any way, shape, or form that the Jazz are like, yeah, you're not our coach anymore. If Quinn Snyder leaves, it'll be because he resigns. I, I have been told repeatedly that this organization is not at issue with Quinn Snyder, that he is their guy and they would like him to be their guy going forward. I just am not convinced that he wants to be the head coach of the Jazz next year. Yeah, I mean, when it doesn't get done, when, you're, when, you're, when your requests or the needs of the team aren't filled at the deadline the way they should be, yeah, that I mean, I I think you can't blame Quinn for feeling the way he feels. Yeah, I, I think you say you said it really well there. Like, it's not that you didn't make the blockbuster; you just didn't make anything at all, and it puts Quinn in a position where he he's playing with all due respect. I I think we could all agree they're playing with one hand tied behind their back with the talent they have on this roster. I mean, you know, I love what Rudy can do. I even love what Don can do. Those two guys alone are not good enough together to carry you to the Western Conference Finals. You need 
the Dinwiddies of the world. You need the Montrezl Harrells of the world to be on your roster and not at LA Fitness. You know, you, you need these guys. And and I'm sure we have people who are commenting saying that Montrezl Harrell or Dinwiddie isn't, you know, that they wouldn't have made a difference. But I'm telling you, they do make a difference. They absolutely make a big difference. They're not superstars. They're not MVPs. They're not guys that are going to win awards, but they are guys that can make buckets when you need them. And and that's what I think when I look at this roster, I'm like, damn, dude, I'm watching this game and Boyan's getting beat by the first step again. You know, like Royce is playing football on a basketball court again. Like these are the things that you could have changed, these little things that would really help Don and Rudy and Mike, your mainstays, get more done. So I hope that Quinn does not resign. I hope that Quinn sticks it out. I really do because I think he hasn't yet been handed, you know, the absolute best roster that that front office can put together. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and I, I think one of the more interesting storylines here is what does this roster need to play his style of basketball? And I think you're exactly right. It's the secondary player. You look at last night. Um, yeah, Steph Curry was spectacular. Gary Payton was unbelievable last night for them. Like when when you have Clay Thompson, I think going one of six last night, and Gary Payton's hitting multiple threes, a huge three from the wing uh, to give them the lead again, and his defense is on lock. There, everybody there is going to be talking about Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and Draymond Green with an unbelievable screen. Gary Payton's the reason that they won that game, yeah. right? You you look around this league at the very best teams. We talked about it with Phoenix, who's got a huge game six tonight. Um, you look at the fact that Cam Johnson the other night, that Mikhail Bridges, he's emerging as a star. Yeah, Who is that guy emerging as, a, as the secondary player, emerging as a star for this team? There's not one. And depth is a problem. And I know, again, the other day on on, on – YouTube, everybody wanted to argue about whether or not Quinn Snyder's the reason this team doesn't have depth because he won't play them. Well, I'm telling you that they don't have depth because they don't have quality behind their 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 top seven. And seven guys doesn't win you a playoff series in this league. You, you need eight, nine guys. And it, it, I, just, I just, again, point at what the best teams in this league are doing right now. Phoenix is not playing six, seven guys. You know, you, you look at the Jazz – who are they really counting on off the bench? I mean, there's not a whole lot there. Like, is Hassan Whiteside really a guy that you would say is quality depth? I don't know. I guess it depends on the night. Um, but not really. He's not somebody you can count on. Yeah. Is Look at it like a Daniel House. Everybody's talking about how Daniel House is a great contributor. Look, House is an important guy on this team. And that's a fucking problem. Like, he should not be a guy you're counting on. Daniel House should not be a guy that is is critical to your success. Yeah. That's when I when I say they don't have depth. Yes, Jordan Clarkson, that's your guy. That's your guy. He is quality depth. Yes, absolutely, but but my point is he's he's not giving you a, a, enough because he's only one guy. Right? I mean, you look at Golden State last night and just because they played last night, they're trying to figure out, well, am I going to start Jordan Poole or am I going to start Steph Curry? Right. And then Jordan Poole moves down and they do like they have flexibility. They have things they can do. Steve Kerr has adjustments he can make. You're looking at a guy in Quinn Snyder that everybody's like, oh, he never makes adjustments. Well, what do you want him to do? Put Donovan Mitchell in Steph Curry's shoes. Put Donovan Mitchell on that roster. What is Donovan Mitchell at that point? If if Quinn Snyder has has the the supporting cast that Steve Kerr has. You're telling me that Quinn Snyder wouldn't be going to the NBA Finals this year? 
if if Quinn Snyder had had even three quarters of what Phoenix has sitting on that bench, you're telling me that that he wouldn't have he 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 wouldn't have a deep playoff run coming to him? Well, of course he would. And that's why I say I think this is like one of the most critical times since since me personally, but our show has been covering the Jazz over like the last what three, four seasons every single day. This is one of the most important moments. These next probably this game, sure, but like the next probably six, eight weeks. This is one of the most important times in the in the franchise's history. Yeah. Like you're you're talking about you're talking about having a guy in Donovan Mitchell that that you can go and do things with, but you have to go and put him in a position where he can have that opportunity. And that's what's gotta happen. You know, it, it's interesting talking to guys around the league and talking to guys that are plugged in in the NBA. There's a lot of people who who believe that Donovan Mitchell is elite. And I I I I just will again say the Jazz are not, in my opinion, going to trade Donovan Mitchell. All I have heard and all we have reported all season long is that the Jazz have committed to Donovan Mitchell. They have told him that they are going to remake this roster and they are going to build this team around him. And all these ideas that you know, that he's he's asking for a trade or he wants to be a Nick. I think at some point in his career, Donovan Mitchell would like to wear the Knicks uniform. I don't think that's in the next five years. I really don't. I don't believe that he is a problem. I, I have not heard one time that Donovan Mitchell causes problems or demands trades or I, I think Donovan Mitchell has been extremely humbled by this season. I think Donovan Mitchell is is embarrassed as he should be by his performance in this series because it has been bad. But I think Donovan Mitchell is a wildly intelligent dude. And I think Donovan Mitchell knows that his fortunes on this club are probably tied to Quinn Snyder because Quinn Snyder is a very, very good X's and O's head coach. And if he quits, which it would be a shocking turn of events, if he resigns his position, and he takes a year off from the NBA because I think that's what would happen. I think Quinn money is not an issue for Quinn Snyder. I think burnout and attrition is an issue for Quinn Snyder. And I think that's why people are talking about it. Like, I, I think, again, just to reiterate, um, you know, we were, we were told yesterday that Quinn Snyder is frustrated with this roster and he is frustrated with the lack of movement that happened at the NBA trade deadline. And that there is a very good chance, especially if they lose tonight, I, I think that chance goes up. If they get eliminated by Dallas, I, there is a very good chance that he is going to, to resign his position as head coach of the Utah Jazz. And I, I, I'm, I'm a buyer on that. I heard it from two, the people that told me that yesterday. I heard it and I confirmed it from, from people who have just not been wrong. And again, I want to say the people I talked to at the Jazz completely denied that. They said there's no truth to that. We're in a good place with Quinn. He's our head coach. We expect him to be our head coach. Like unequivocal denials from, I hope from so, the bro. Jazz. I hope so. Unequivocal, like not a question. Yeah. But man, I find it hard to believe that people are are putting that at 60 to 70% that he's going to resign. And there's just no truth to it. Just imagine, just to put this in perspective about how Quinn would feel like, just imagine where, you know, imagine if you're coaching a basketball team you have this guy in Donovan Mitchell who you know can put you over the top without without a doubt, but you don't have anybody else on the roster that's good enough to really like 
tangibly carry you in addition to Don. And and I throw Rudy into that. Rudy has a purpose, but it's 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 different. You know, it's not Donovan can can go one on one with anybody and can get it done. And they just he just doesn't have options. And that's like tonight, like in this game. I'm going to be looking for the Jazz to play with pace tonight. I'm going to be looking for the Jazz to get the ball up the floor in Donovan Mitchell's hands and allow him to make decisions. Boyan Bogdanovich, I swear to God, you better not go one of five tonight. You better not. You but better look, not. I, I, I don't – the shooting thing, everybody's making such a big deal about this shooting thing. What would you rather have this team do? I mean, it. this team does not win – when they run layup drills. They don't. Yeah. This team needs to shoot threes. I would rather have them go three for 30 from three than take 15, 16, 20 threes in a game because they're not going to win. Either way, they're not going to win. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not that guy, pal. They're yeah. not the guy that's like, okay, well, let's run half court sets. You're not sets. that guy, pal. Trust no, you're me. not. You're not that guy. Know who you are as a ball club. And right now, you're, you, you are a – you are absolutely a shoot first team. And that's why, how many times have we sat up on this show in the morning and talked about Royce's refusal to shoot threes? Yeah, it's Get, real. This is who they are. I'm fine. If Listen, man, if they go three for 30 again and they lose, I'm fine that they went three for 30. I'm fine with that. Because that's your identity. Be you. Do the very best version of you. And if that means you go three for 30, well, shit, that's terrible. Look at the Rockets. Did you, the yeah. rock, that's who you are. Yeah. That's what got you here. Why all of a sudden are we trying to change philosophies? And when you talk about adjustments and you talk about Don, like who else are you going to give the ball to all week? We've been talking about this nonsense about take five touches away and give them that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Uh, it's not going to happen. You want to talk about adjustments tonight? The adjustment is you play Rudy Gobert fewer minutes. Fast. And you you play smaller, more aggressive guys. You play guys who can get you second chance opportunities from three. That's what this team needs. Play small ball. Where in the world is Rudy Gay? Where is he? He hasn't played a, a single dribble in this series. Yeah. How is that possible? There's got to be something there. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's saying, hey, he's hurt. He's this. He's that. Where's Rudy Gay? Right? I don't want Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I don't want Jared Butler. I want Rudy Gay. I want guys who can shoot the three with experience. Rudy Gay is not going to have sweat in his palms when he shoots a three if he plays tonight. He's not going to be gripping the basketball. He's not going to turn down an open three. That's what I need. Is he fast? No. Is he athletic? No. Can he guard Maxi Kleba? Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. I, I the, 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 the idea that you suddenly need to become a layup team or attack the basket. I don't disagree that the Jazz need to break the paint more. They need to attack the paint more because it creates drive and kick. Mm -hmm. And if I'm Quinn Snyder and if I am Donovan Mitchell, I'm telling him, get your ass in the center of the paint and kick that ball to the corner. That's who we are. Yeah. That's what we do. Yes. Right? Get into the, get into the center of the paint. You'll know that this Jazz team is clicking tonight if Donovan Mitchell – drives, kicks to the corner, rotate to the wing, bogey shoots a three. That's the essence of this team at their best. High pick and roll, shoot a three. I'm fine with that. Yeah. What I'm not fine with is Jordan Clarkson, you know, being, you know, a ballerina in the middle of the paint for a turnover. Donnie driving into the paint, turning the ball over. 
I'm not fine with that. Lobbing the ball to, to Rudy in the post for a dribble turnover. I'm not fine with that because that's not who you've been. That's not who you are. Be you. Listen, if you're going to go down in a fight, go down throwing. Yeah. Go down. Be just be you. Well, I think that what that looks like, you know, th- their best performances have been 40 to 45 three-point attempts. Yeah. And they make 20 to 24 of them. Yeah. That's, that's like what the best version of – Jazz basketball is, and and I think that I I I I guess I, I yeah I do agree with you. I mean I would rather I guess I would rather see them go you know three of a gazillion and lose than than go you know ten of twelve with a bunch. Give of me twos. forty fifty threes tonight. Yeah, right. It, it's not going to happen mainly because I think Dallas has done a very good job of attacking the three point line defensively. But when you shoot thirty threes, you probably could have shot thirty five or forty, and they stopped shooting. Because they were they were not shooting well, yeah. which it that's the worst thing in the world. When you look at a team that's living and dying by the three and they stop shooting, that's terrible. Well, it's almost like you want to just work through the rut, just keep shooting it, because the percentages say that they, it will go in at a certain point. And at some point, and I think this is partly, this is part of the Quinn Snyder situation. I think Quinn Snyder has to have the cojones to sit Rudy Gobert. You got to sit him. And the only time I would play him um, is when the three-point – oh, I can't think Bertans. of his name. Yes. Davis Bertans is on the floor. I'm playing yeah. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that's a smart move. I'm playing Rudy Gobert. Other than that, I'm not. Uh, because if Davis Bertans is going to beat me with threes, okay, cool. He shoots an incredibly inconsistent He's three. had one game in this series. I, I, I'm not letting Maxi Kleba beat me. I'm not letting Reggie Bullock beat me. I'm not letting Dorian Finney-Smith – like. Are you going to give up layups? Yes. But ask yourself this. Would you rather give up layups or would you rather give up Luka stroll into it three-point shots? Yeah, I mean, I, if I'm the Jazz tonight, I, I, I there's got to be just an outright commitment to – like the, the switching thing with Luka can't be a thing tonight. Like you can't allow – and this plays into your point about Rudy and, and being willing to take him off the floor. Like you can't allow Luka to, to get the switch and play with Rudy one-on-one, which is precisely why Rudy Gay needs to be on the floor. Because at that point, I, and I'm not saying Rudy Gay is going to lock up Luka, but I like my chances a lot better with Rudy Gay on the perimeter than than I do with Rudy Gobert. I, I just that's just my opinion. But I, I just hope that tonight we get we get a good performance out of Don. They make their threes, and this is a close game. I, I don't want to see this team just get trounced, you know, at home by 25 again, you know. And and I don't think that'll happen, but. I just hope it's a close game. That's what I hope. And if they win it, great. Then we get to talk about game seven tomorrow and, and everything's awesome. But I, I just hope they put up a fight at the very least. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's imperative tonight that you get aggressive. Like, I just don't want to see this team collapse. Yeah. I don't want to see this team collapse. And I just, I, this is not how this is supposed to end. This is not how this is supposed to end. And I, I will again just say that the moment that this season ends, whether that's tonight or Saturday in Dallas or after round two, my guess is it's Saturday in Dallas. But when this season ends, this incarnation of the Utah Jazz is done because changes are coming. You are going to see significant movement on this roster in the offseason. And I think one of the, the real tests of Ryan Smith as an owner, and think through this real quick, 
one of the real tests of Ryan Smith as an owner is going to be his ability to keep Donovan Mitchell happy and Quinn Snyder as his head coach. I think those are the two biggest challenges this offseason because from my perspective, A, there's not a whole lot Donovan Mitchell can do. He's under contract. I think he's got three more years. If they want to play hardball, they could. But that's not how you prosper. Don's got to want to be here. He's got to be bought in. But I'm telling you, Quinn Snyder's a pivotal part of this. And if you change this roster, Quinn Snyder can be your head coach. If you do not significantly change this roster, you've got to change the head coach. Whether he leaves or you show him the door, Quinn Snyder can't be your head coach with this roster anymore. And he does not want to be. He has made that. That's the other thing that was interesting is that, and it depends on how you, what you believe or there was a difficult conversation about this roster after the deadline. There was a real difficult conversation. And I think some of the frustration with Quinn and the organization is who he will play and not play. I, I think that there, while I'm not ready to say that there's philosophical differences, Quinn Snyder does not play just anybody willy-nilly. I think they had a specific need and – I think that specific need was wing athleticism. And they simply went out and got Nikhil Alexander-Walker to address that. <laughs> and that's just not good enough. Not even close. And I think I think one of the more interesting guys this summer, what's going to happen to Trent Forrest? What, what is his ultimate fate on this roster? Like, if you – because – those are the guys ultimately, like they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. I'm telling you now, they're going to trade Rudy Gobert. They're going to. In my opinion, that's 75, 85%. They're going to trade Rudy Gobert. The question is, who else on this roster are they in love with? Who else are they married to? Because the only guy is Donovan Mitchell. But you need filler. You need like, Azabuki's not a guy of consequence. Hassan Whiteside, yeah. Rudy Gay. Most of these guys are not guys of consequence. But how open to trading Jordan Clarkson are you? How open to trading Trent Forrest are you? How open to trading Boyan Bogdanovich are you? I think they're pretty open to all of that. And they should be. They're not in a position not to be. But I wonder if a guy like a Trent Forrest, because, again, my, my, my overwhelming opinion is Trent Forrest is just a jag. He's just a guy. He's not, he's not a, he can't shoot the ball. Like he's got a very limited use. I don't think he's the defender that everybody makes him out to be. I just think he's a guy on any other roster. He's 11, 12, 13, right? He just doesn't play here. He, he was getting serious minutes before he ran into Rudy Gobert's fist, right? Like he was getting, <laughs> that's the moment where his season pretty much came to an end. He's not even dressing at this point. So I'm curious on, on if any of these young guys, are they married to Jared Butler? Does Jared Butler get thrown in as a, a a cherry on top of a trade? I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Because you've got to you've got to change what you're doing now. So here nor there. What is your prediction on the game tonight? Before we get to the YouTube comments, because there's a lot of I, you. I appreciate you all being here. <clears throat> By the way, while you're sitting here listening to this amazing jazz talk, make sure you shop our affiliate links below. Um, again, I will just say the greatest T-shirt in the history of T-shirts. Is, is in our affiliate links. The Carhartt t-shirt 
And the, the, the other thing that is in our affiliate links that you are sleeping on is that little gel thing that cleans your car. I got one of those and I'm telling you, come on, let's go Schlepprock. That thing's amazing. Get it done. That thing's amazing. Anyway, your prediction on the game tonight. Yeah. I think tonight the way the game is going to go the first half, the jazz are going to come out roaring. I think that they're going to shoot the lights out. I think that they're, we're going to get classic jazz basketball and they're going to be feeling great about themselves. Um, I think to come into the, <clears throat> to get into the second half, I think it's going to be a real quick decision on who wins this game in the third quarter. If Dallas comes out in the third quarter and they're running Jalen Brunson in the middle of the paint, Dallas is going to win the game. Um, but I think if they're, if they stick with Luka and we're seeing a lot of, you know, setbacks and that type of play out of Dallas, then the jazz are going to win the game, but it's all, it is all decided on that first 14, 15 minutes in the first half on, on what, what this game is going to do. But I think, I do think they come out shooting the lights out. First of all, remember this is an eight o'clock game. Yeah. So it's a nine o'clock game in Dallas. So it is a late, late game. Um, the other thing you got to remember is that the jazz have been home for three full days. And my guess is they're going to come out and they are going to be red hot right out of the gate. And, from what I understand, they've had conversations. The conversations in the team have been about intensity and fighting to the death, that they are not going to go quietly. And I think you're right. I think they come out and they play to their identity. I think Boyan Bogdanovich has a huge first quarter. But my question is, what's their third quarter look like? Mm -hmm. Because that's where Dallas has been winning this series, is they have been able to operate in the third quarter and – my other question is, how do you defend Jalen Brunson? Because Luka's going to get his. It, it, in series like this, Luka and Don are going to get theirs. Don's going to have 30-40 tonight. Luka's probably going to have 20-30. But who's that other guy? So I think Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich have to answer the bell tonight. I think that if you are – if you're the Jazz, you're going to start the five. You always start. Um, Bogey, Conley, Don – Royce and Rudy, that's your five, right? A, how long do we have Rudy Gobert in the game? Is he out at the eight-minute mark? Is he out at the six-minute mark? What is Mike Conley doing tonight? Because Mike Conley, let's be honest, Mike's going to be here if he wants to be here unless they trade him. He's making 21 and a half, so he's not going to retire. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard that a thousand times that Mike Conley is going to retire. He's not. I think this is a prove-it game for Mike Conley. This is this is that game in you know in Dallas a couple of weeks ago where Rudy sat. This is that game the other night, game five in Dallas. Now you have a third opportunity. Are you going to no-show three straight times? I don't know. Let's find out. My guess is, is that Don Conley and Bogey are going to have big nights tonight. All three of those guys got to be 20-plus. Don's got to score 35-plus. Bogey and Conley both got to have 20. If yeah. that happens, I feel like they win. And I'd like to see in the non, when Don is sitting tonight, I would like to see the physicality from, from Royce and a little bit from house pick up uh, in those minutes. I, I'm not a huge fan of the dirty play out of Royce, let's say, but I would like to see some, some, some physical toughness in the non Don minutes, because I think, I think Dallas is a team that you can get, you can get in them a little bit, and you can kind of get them off their game whoa, a little bit with whoa. with the physicality. It's a family show. Sorry, sorry. No sorry. body cavity. I bet you talk. weren't expecting this one. No. All right, let's get your comments in here. What do you think score wise? 
Mm. I think this is I think this is if the Jazz are gonna win, this needs to be this needs to be over two twenty. Yeah. Um Yeah, I know. mean if the Jazz are gonna win the game, it's it's their low one twenties, so probably, you know, one twenty, one twenty one. If that if that happens, Dallas wins. If this goes I think the sweet spot is two twenty, over under two twenty. And I think the Jazz need to win this game like 115, 115 to 105, 115, something in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the, that means that you were able to defend a little bit, but you shot the ball well. Yeah. They need to shoot 40% from three. They need to shoot 30 plus threes. And they need to get to the free throw line. And this series, remember what's on the table tonight. You've got three game sixes. Phoenix. Toronto, uh, Phoenix, New Orleans, Toronto, Philly, and then Dallas and Utah. So how many game sevens does the NBA want? My guess is the Jazz, Raptors, and New Orleans are going to get a whole lot of calls tonight. That'd be my guess. So if if I'm the Jazz, I come out e- extremely active. If I'm the Jazz, I try to I try to get Dallas in foul trouble. I'm going right at Dinwiddie the minute he comes in the game trying to get him in foul trouble. Um, and I am, I'm going to do that with a lot of pick and roll action and let's see what happens. I mean, my feeling is that jazz, my, my, my prediction is that jazz will win this game. One fifteen, one Oh seven, something like that. They'll, this will be eight to 10 jazz will win. We'll get a game seven. That'd be my guess. I hope so. My guess is that Phoenix closes and that we get a game seven Philly, Toronto. Man, that, that'd be that's, my guess. That's, that's going to pucker a little bit for Doc. <laughs> that is. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's get uh, some of your comments in here. Love you guys. Thank you so much for everything that you guys do to support this show. Um, let's go. Uh, Pinkman says, let's go Utah. Jackson, what's up? First one in this morning. Uh, George Mashika says, hello, hello. James Knight, what's up, mofos? Snooka says, Kawabunga, my dudes. Steve Hambone says, good morning. I think we'll win if we don't get out coached again, well, I don't think he got out coached. I don't think, I don't think, I just think that Jason Kidd has far more to work with than Quinn Snyder does. Jason Kidd's got like a legitimate bench. Yeah. I mean, when you're bringing Maxi Kleba and Spencer Dinwiddie and you have answers off the bench, you have guys who can come in and play, you know, when you're bringing Jalen Brunson off the bench, you got guys that can come in and play. Yeah. You know, so I think he's got a lot more to work with. Uh, Snyder is the next Spurs coach, James Knight says. Maybe. Uh, BB says, can they really move half this team in the offseason? I think they can. I think they could have moved half the team at the deadline. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have necessarily a problem with them not making a major deal at the deadline. I want to. I, I, I want to. I want to have all my chips in 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 my hand in the summer. They should have done something. They should have. They had opportunities at lesser deals and they passed. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Like, if they had, there was one trade scenario that had them ending up with, um, you know, pieces out of a Lakers, Washington, Houston deal, and you know there there was there was some talk that um, they could have had Talon Horton Tucker and Christian Wood, and they would have given up Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal in that deal. That's a foundationally changing deal. Yeah. So I'm not surprised they didn't do that. It would have been a great deal, but it would have meant the Lakers would have wound up with John Wall. 
you know, and is my guess. I mean, who knows what the other pieces would have been, but if they'd have ended up with Wood, Harrell, and, and, and Talon Horton Tucker, I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, that's pretty good. The problem is they don't have draft picks to give up. I mean, I think their next available first rounder is 25. I can never remember if it's 25 or 26, one of the two. I mean, they had opportunities. So I think you're going to see that happen. It's simply a matter of how much money Ryan Smith is willing to eat. Because he's going to have to eat. It's not a matter of if. When you paid that Mike Conley deal, that meant that you were going to send cash out to get something back. Yeah. Pr- pretty much. And there's restrictions on that as well, by the way. So, you know, it'll be it'll just be interesting to see. And now a guy like a, you know, like a, that deal can't be made because John Wall's got like a player option. And Montrez Harrell, I think, is going to be a free agent. You know, like, so it's going to be tougher to make to make quality deals, but we'll see. There's a sucker born every day, man. Um, George says, I've seen one trade rumor. I don't think so. Uh, Barrett and picks enough for Donovan. Well, I, I don't know how to put this. The Utah Jazz are not trading Donovan Mitchell. Why do I we mean, obsess over Don to the Knicks, man? They, like, it, because it's easy. Because he's got family there and his former agent is there. And I get it. The The Utah Jazz are not trading Donovan Mitchell, they would have to get an incredible offer. It would have to be first round picks, incredible talent. Like it would, but what are you then left with? The The other part of this is whether you believe it or not, Donovan Mitchell is viewed as a superstar in this league. Yeah. He is viewed as the now and the, in the future. You're, 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 they're not, and, and they don't want to trade Donovan Mitchell. I've, I've been told repeatedly that they don't want to trade Donovan Mitchell. You know, like, and I think, by the way, I think we've been pretty accurate on trade stuff with the Jazz, right? When Ryan Smith, you know, came out and laughed at the idea that they were trading Joe Ingles. We told you they're trading Joe Ingles. They're going to trade him. And then what happened? And when, when, when you look at things like Donovan Mitchell, I have not heard one time from one person around the NBA. I have not heard from the the guys at the Jazz I know. They are not trading Donovan Mitchell. We reported um, right after the deadline, the Knicks called repeatedly trying to get a Donovan Mitchell deal done at the deadline, and the Jazz didn't even engage. So the Knicks can call all they want. The answer is still going to be the same. I It would be shocking nothing's not happening a hundred percent they won't I don't see a scenario in the next two years where they trade Donovan Mitchell yeah uh, it's just not they have no desire to do that they are not going to trade him they are not actively trying to trade him they are not having discussions about him you can just put that shit to bed because it's not gonna they're not trading Donovan Mitchell for RJ Barrett yeah. that is the 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 dumbest thing that I have heard like you're going to trade an alpha male like Donovan Mitchell for a BC player like R.J. Barrett. Come on. Come on. Uh, Jesus Christ destroys atheism. Says, really, really good points, Jake. You're saying the exactly what my dad and I were saying last night on a phone call. I agree. I think they're out of gas. They just don't have the right pieces. God bless. Gabe Ledley, good morning to you. Uh, Rec One says, hey, Rec, good to see you. Uh, would you do a trade Rudy versus Westbrook or Ben Simmons? I would not. Mm-mm. And by the way, this shit on Ben Simmons needs to stop. Like, I know that people are passionate and they're upset that Ben Simmons didn't play. This guy's dealing with anxiety and depression. 
And there is that I, I don't know if I told you about this. The other day I was talking to one of my NBA guys and he was saying that there's legitimate concern for Ben Simmons as a human being. Like forget basketball. Did you, you guys know this story that Ben Simmons is physically capable of playing and he told them, I'm just not there mentally. I can't do it because he basically, some people are saying he had a panic attack. Some people are saying he had a severe onset of anxiety like, he is struggling with his mental health. We need to stop this ripping Ben Simmons thing. And understand, yeah. at some point, you need to understand that mental health is not something to joke with. Did you see this girl? I think it was at James Madison, this softball player um, at, at JMU, I think it was. Star softball player. Out of nowhere, committed suicide. And it's like multiple athletes now. Yeah, you had that goaltender from, was Stanford? Stanford, the soccer player. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, the pressure on these people is immense. Now, pressure, in my opinion, is, is self-inflicted. But some people can't deal with it. Attacking people because they're dealing with anxiety and depression is stupid. And frankly, you're an asshole for doing it. And we need to stop doing it. Ben Simmons, I get it. He disappointed you. What did you really lose because of Ben Simmons? I think the only question I have about the whole situation, and, and this is the question I always have for, for athletes like Ben Simmons or otherwise, is just these these people have, you know, massive resources. They have they have things that they could they could go to and do. And so I'm just curious like what what the game plan is for him because yeah, he has been sitting out for like what what is a this? year. Like a long time. A now, year. You know? Ben Simmons has been on the sideline for a year. Yeah. And what I think people forget is he had a major incident. In Philadelphia, like that was he was that whole wooden dunk pass. You choked your a POS. Get out of here thing. He had a, by some estimations, he had a mental incident that led to that whole situation. And we want to talk basketball and we want to rip Ben Simmons for basketball. Yeah. Stop ripping Ben Simmons for basketball. The guy is dealing with anxiety and depression. That's a serious thing. If Ben Simmons you know, meets a demise through anxiety and depression. I don't even want to say it out loud, but if something goes horribly wrong with Ben Simmons, and I don't care about basketball at that point. We're talking about a human being, man. Like anxiety and depression needs to stop being something you're embarrassed about. And we need to openly and honestly talk about it because Ben Simmons is struggling to live his life. He's not struggling to play basketball. He's struggling to live his life. Okay, I'll stop. Um, let's see. Justin Fulmer. Good morning to you. Blow it up. He says only untouchable is Donnie. Blow it up. Uh, good morning, Rudy Sanchez. Uh, Steve Hambone says, why haven't we played Butler? What are we going to do with Butler? I just don't think that Butler got enough time in the G league. In my opinion, he should have been down there for a solid six weeks. Let him, let him put up 30, 40 points a night. Great. Bring him back. Play him. Because what happens, unfortunately, is you go down to the G League, he scored 30 points, he came up and he sat. And then when he played, he, he wasn't great. He was wildly inconsistent. But that's not really his fault. He's not getting development. Development time in the NBA is, is really minute. It is so small. Pre-game shoot-arounds, you need legitimate practice time, and it's at a premium in the NBA these days. Uh, Jesus Christ says, well, Miguel... Uh, Miguel Bridge is not a star yet. You mean Mikhail Bridges? Uh, is not a star. He's actually a very good role player, but he has drive. He's a role player, but he has drive and he doesn't quit. 
That's why he's good. Mikhail Bridges is long as hell. And I actually think he is he is the best defensive player in the NBA right now. I I, I with all due respect to Marcus Smart. I mean, he locks you down. What he did to Brandon Ingram the other night, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the thing that Bridges has over Smart is length, and that's the thing defensively that you need to stop guys like Durant's and Ingram's and, you know, all these guys who have physical gifts that you can't te- You can't teach somebody to have long-ass arms, right? So, like, you can teach hustle and hard and defensive technique and where to put your feet and your hips and everything, but you can't teach Mikhail Bridges how to make his arms longer. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Mikhail Bridges' length, makes him an elite defender and then on top of understanding angles and how to play defense and like understanding how to get in guys heads and on top of being able to make the corner three and back cut and all this stuff he's just unflappable yeah like the guy doesn't seem to get nervous it's crazy it's absolutely crazy cody strickland says morning men just got to say what happens tonight does not matter it was a fun season to watch really listen i saw your i saw your post in the in the facebook group yesterday and I, I can't believe, with, with all due respect, I can't believe we're in a position where we're sitting here saying, like, like we're basically saying the season's over. Like, we're basically already having that conversation where we're saying, well, you know, yeah, no matter what, great season, guys. Like, I just, I, mentally, I'm not there yet. I'm still, I'm still at, I'm still at, hey, this team, this team is not eliminated. They could still win the series. That's still within them. Yeah. But they got to come out and play their best basketball. I, the the expectations that were placed on this season is why everybody's disappointed. I mean, it, it just expectations that were unfounded. You know, like I, I just don't I don't understand why people and we talked about this last year as well. I know, but why did people think you were a championship contender this year? Why did you think that you were going to compete for a championship when you're the same team and every other team got better? You know, I'm a narcissist and I like hearing myself talk. Actually, I don't. I can't stand my own voice. It's weird. But um, I went back last night and I was listening to what we said when the season started. We actually predicted they would finish fifth in the in the West. We said they'd be a mid-table Western Conference team. So I feel like our our predictions were pretty spot on. I don't know who was predicting them to win a championship. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. Um, let's see. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, sup, what's up? James Knight says, Brooklyn has two superstars and they got swept. Go figure. Yeah, the Kyrie vaccine Ramadan thing absolutely impacted that team. Uh, Justin Fulmer says, love Gobert, but time to move him. John H. Good morning to you. Snyder is great X and O coach, but he doesn't seem to be a great motivator, but you you have a roster full of guys that do you really need to motivate Boyan Bogdanovich? You know, you, and this is, this is when we talk about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, here's their biggest weakness. If they need to be motivated, they should not, they should not be here. You're paying a guy $41.5 million a year on average, and you need to motivate him? Well, it's what Kobe said all those years ago. You know, if I got to beg you to get in the gym, I don't want to be around you. You know, if yeah. you got if you to, if you, if you, you, know, you know, pry a guy to come to practice early and leave late, I don't want to be around you. And, and, that's, and that's what I think the interesting part about this roster is. I, I think, you know, earlier in today's show, we said that this team knows that this is it for this squad whenever the season comes to an end. And yeah. I think that when you know that, it, I, I just would think that you don't need motivation. You should no. be playing your ass off. Yep. Uh, and Garcy says, yo, and Garcy, good to see you, bud. Uh, thanks for the tweet. Appreciate it. Uh, Justin Fulmer says, Quinn Snyder's going to the Lakers or Duke. Well, he's not going to Duke. They hired John Shire. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he's going to Duke. But I, my guess is that if he – and, again, if you're just joining the show, we're talking about 
Quinn, because uh, I heard from multiple NBA sources yesterday that um, there's a 60 to 70% chance that Quinn Snyder is going to resign once the season is over. Um, and he is dealing with significant frustration with this roster. And there's a belief that he is, you know, he's just done for a minute. Um, and I, 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 you can see it wearing on him. Quinn is, is visibly frustrated. My guess is that he would resign. The Jazz will not fire Quinn Snyder, in my opinion. I think he is their guy. I, I, I truly think he is their guy. John H. says, also, Donovan Mitchell needs to man up and wear contact lenses. He, he supposedly is getting laser surgery after the season, so we'll see about that. Uh, Jesus says, uh, Quinn reminds me of Coach Mike D'Antoni. 2.0, seriously, same style. The Jazz team is somewhat like um, those Nash Suns team. No, no, no that's not at dude. all. That's different. They, stylistically, they're completely different. I mean, you had Amari Stoudemire on that team. I mean, you had Dan Marley on those on those older Suns teams, like the Barkley Marley teams. Dude, you had D'Antoni's style is run the ball up the floor and shoot with yeah, but five seconds. Run and in. gun. Yeah. yeah, his his he is a volume coach. Quinn Snyder is not a volume coach. Uh, does it make a major difference if they somehow get past Dallas and then get swept in the second round? Uh, I don't know. Think it makes you feel a little better about yourself. Then you can say you won a playoff series. But you went out in the second round again. Like I, I don't know. I mean, if they move past Dallas, it will be a tremendous achievement tremendous achievement. I don't think it'll matter blowing the roster up. I really don't. Uh, and Neville 93, good morning to you. And Garcy says one dimensional team with one dimensional players and a coach that can't get it done. Well, thanks for your contribution today, bud. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I agree. Justin Fulmer says, seriously, thank you. Where the hell is Rudy Gay at the five against Kleba? I don't know, man. I don't know. What's up, Jeremy Bolton? Neville 93 says, if the Jazz win tonight, do you think they could have a chance or no? Yeah, I mean, if you play game seven, all bets are off. Listen, they have a chance. Like, let's be really clear about this. I, I feel like we're I already agree. having the funeral procession for this team, and they're still they're still eating their last supper here. Like, come on. Like, they, they, they have a chance to win this series still. I do think that they will come out tonight on an absolute heater. They will make, like – like, I think I, – I can't remember. I'd have to go back. But in my head, I'm, I'm remembering a game this season where, you know, they had like 17, you know, threes in one half at one point or whatever. Like The Clippers game last year. Yeah, like they're capable of, of doing insane things from three. And, and that's what I feel like we're going to see tonight. It's set up perfectly. It's on a tee for them to just smash the first half and just get out to a lead. That's what I think happens. Yeah. Um, Marcus says, aren't you the same guys who said that they built around Rudy Gobert? They did build this team around Rudy Gobert. They did, yes. Absolutely. And yes. that's a huge mistake. Yeah, I said that. This team is built to feed everything to Rudy Gobert. It is precisely why they're in the situation they're in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hambone says, hopefully they got so embarrassed last game that they come out and just rain threes like we know they can. Yeah, exactly. Oh, J.P. Shanahan, what's up? Good to see you live, my friend. He says, morning, by the way, or should I say morning, M-O-U-R-N, like we're mourning the see death. See what he did there, morning, the morning, but like people are dying, like, you know, it's, you know. You know. <coughs> Good one. Yeah. I like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brandon Butler says, you you hope that Conley and Gay retire and free up cap space. Mike Conley ain't walking away from 21 and a half. No. Nah. That's not happening. You misspelled Cajones. Somebody misspelled Cajones? Okay, I like that. Um, you know, it is what it is. Quinn is Mike D'Antoni 2.0. No, nah, I don't think he is. Disagree. Who's at fault when they are getting smoked with corner threes and Gobert's ass that can't get to the corner? Well, it's not Rudy Gobert. And, and I think this is something that at some point we all have to come to grips with. It's not Rudy Gobert's fault that he is, he is unable to defend the three-point line. 
In Houston, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking dropping, but they have coached him not to drop. So what has he done? He's not dropping, but he's not attacking the three-point line, right? And against a guy like Luka Doncic, I don't know that you want Rudy Gobert on the floor at all. And that's where, this is where I say it's not Rudy Gobert's fault. Ask yourself this question. If Quinn Snyder takes Rudy Gobert off and um, he plays Eric Paschal, who he's been wanting to at times play in that small ball lineup, you're a better defensive team Mm -hmm. on the perimeter, but you give up more at the rim. And I'm fine giving up more at the rim. I'd rather have Luka make a layup than stupid three after three. Yeah, Like, I'd rather do that, right? But when you have Rudy Gobert in the game, if you want to blame Rudy for those pick-and-roll switches, I just think you're putting your blame in the wrong spot. I think you have to blame Dennis Lindsay for the pick-and-roll switches because you don't have guys to defend that. You have to blame Justin Zanuck because he didn't make a move at the deadline to upgrade that spot So now you're with Rudy Gay, who was hurt most of the year, was ineffective at times, and now just isn't seeing the floor. This is not Rudy Gobert's fault. They knew, they knew three years ago that teams were switching to him. We told you last year, you can't have him on the floor in the last five minutes against the Clippers because it'll be a disaster. And what happened? It was a disaster, not for the final five minutes, for the entire game. Yeah. Right? So this is no longer Rudy Gobert's fault. He, he, is a, he is a limited defender. He's elite in the paint. Elite. Guys won't even try layups on him a lot of times. Uh, but he is incredibly, incredibly limited outside of the painted area. So if you're Quinn Snyder and this guy's making $41 million, what are you supposed to do? I would play Eric Pascal more. I, I, roll and die. By the way, he's best friends with Donovan Mitchell. They played high school ball together. I would play Eric Pascal more. <laughs> I would limit Rudy Gobert. I would. I know it's crazy talk, and I would play Rudy Gobert far less. Far less. I would play him in specific matchups, again, with Davis Bertans being one of those. I, but I would limit him significantly. Yeah. All right, a couple more on the Jazz. Uh, Michael Burton says, let's get Gobert over to the Warriors and get the boys another three rings. They're not trading him to Dallas, and I guarantee you they're not trading him to Golden State. I still maintain, if I were a betting man, Rudy Gobert will be a Toronto Raptor. I think that's the the East most likely Coast spot. Team. You, you, it, I I would agree with that. East Coast. I would agree with that. I much would have much rather seen him end up in Toronto. That Toronto, Washington. You can't, dude. You can't trade him to a team that you're going to see like ten times a year. You're not doing that, man. Yeah. You're not doing it. Uh, Dallin Watts. Good morning to you, Dallin. Are you a first timer here? Uh, just curious. Do we keep saying changes are coming because it doesn't make sense? Two is continue with the same roster that that base hit its ceiling, or is it because some kind of confirmed jazz news? I I can only tell you that the only time we report something is when we have somebody in the NBA or at the Jazz telling us that. And I would just go back and remind you, um, we knew long before they traded Joe Ingles that they were trading Joe Ingles. We knew we we pretty much nailed the trade deadline for you. Um, we knew, we knew back to Jared Butler in the draft, like our jazz sourcing is pretty good. Our NBA sourcing is pretty good. And it's why we've been able to break so many jazz stories, particularly this season, because we've worked really hard to develop relationships around the NBA. Um, and we've been able to develop relationships inside the jazz. Like it is, it is not something that we do lightly. Um, it's why you don't see us just throwing stuff against the wall every day. Um, it's why, it's why look at our, look at our Donovan Mitchell 
Rudy Gobert thing. We've been telling you since November, December that they're going to trade Rudy Gobert and that they had a conversation with Donovan Mitchell that they are going to rebrand this team around him, that they are going to rebuild this roster around him. And he has told them that he does not want to be here unless they are doing everything that they can do to win championships. And again, I will just reiterate that we were told point blank that Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz, Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge have had meetings and conversations with Donovan where they have told him we are going to significantly change this roster. We were the first to report it. They are going to rebuild this team around Donovan Mitchell. They are not going to trade Donovan Mitchell. Dude. It would be a stunning <clears throat> turn of events. Just to, just because I haven't heard your name before, Dallin, I think you're this is the first time you're commenting on the show. Um, you know, I think as far as our sourcing is concerned, we led the the media cycle on the Don versus Rudy locker room issue dynamic that went down like a month or six weeks ago or whenever that was. You know, like we were way ahead on that stuff to the point where people are reaching out like, hey, how do you guys know this? You know, so like I'm not saying that we're the best ever or this show is somehow better than other shows. But what I am saying is that when it comes to the jazz, it's pretty much on lock. And if you look at what the local media reports, generally it's they're 10 days behind us, like on the Rudy Gobert burnout thing, that there was significant burnout with Rudy Gobert that he was whining and complaining and bitching at other players about defense, but yet he was dropping and not covering the pick and roll. Um, his inability to deal with the officiating was another point that we talked about. Look how, how, how much less he is complaining to officials now. Look how much more he is attacking the pick and roll, right? So you look at, you look at this situation. They're going to blow this team up. They're going to make foundational changes to the roster. And they are not going to trade Donovan Mitchell. It is April 28th of 2022. Mark it down. Tell me I'm wrong. Come back to me in three months when this has all happened and tell me I'm wrong. Mark it eight, Donnie. Mark it eight, Donnie. All right, couple more. Spencer Morgan, what's up, my man? Good to see you. Appreciate you as always. So Quinn is pissed that they didn't get more from Ingles at the deadline. But in the prior offseason, he blocked trades of Ingles. I don't know. See, this is another bone of contention. Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder did not have a good relationship. So there's all this talk about how Quinn has blocked trades and it's, it's one or the other. They did not have a great working relationship the last 18 months Dennis Lindsay was employed. Justin Zanuck and Quinn Snyder have a good relationship. Ryan Smith and Quinn Snyder, from what I understand, have a very strong working relationship. I'm not going to sit here and say that, that Quinn Snyder advocated to trade Joe Ingles or that he blocked. Dennis Lindsay didn't ask a whole lot of people what they thought he should do. Dennis Lindsay pretty much operated on his own. I can tell you point blank, the, the Mike Conley deal is not one that Quinn Snyder was 100% on board with. That trade, when that went down, was a was a big, big deal in this organization because there was a lot of dissent on that. And he still went and did that. And you look at the repercussions of that deal. Like I could tell you, re-signing Mike Conley was, it was a huge, huge conversation inside this organization. It was, a, it was a big, big deal. Well, and at that time, the organization was saying that we want to re-sign him because we feel we want to run it back. We feel like injuries really 
prevented us from from beating the Clippers, which yes. is which is kind of the narrative. And then we said when they did that deal that it was one of the worst decisions they they but made. Go back to the Rudy Gobert contract. Yeah, a, a perfect example. Quinn Snyder was not on board with forty one million dollars for Rudy Gobert. He just was not. And I, I think Quinn Snyder is a conservative basketball mind. When you look at Quinn Snyder, and again, this is something I've gotten roundly criticized for. I get it. Quinn Snyder's a lawyer by trade. He's a lawyer. He's got he's got a law degree. Like he's a really high functioning mental guy. He is not somebody that spends forty one million dollars on a center. He was just, not just just right there. He was not on board with that deal, and we talked uh, about it. I, and I believe we said that when they signed Rudy Gobert to that contract, that was the beginning of the end for Dennis Lindsay. I believe when that contract came out, that's the first time I said that. And I think it was the beginning of the end. And I think I think I also told you at that time that that's where the, the permanent fracture happened with, with Quinn Snyder and Dennis Lindsay. Because that deal was hugely controversial in this organization. Yeah. And you look at the way that it's it's kind of dominoed down from that deal because remember what was happening at that time gail was selling the team ryan had agreed to buy it like he was everything but ink on paper the owner of the utah jazz ryan smith was brought that contract and agreed to it and he really had no choice at that point right but they're dealing with the repercussions of that and now rudy's become largely a, a problem in your locker room he is he is he is a controversial figure in this organization. They are going to rid themselves of that deal, and they're going to pay mightily to do it. But they're going to trade Rudy Gobert, not because he's a bad player, because the contract is too large and he's a pain in the ass. And that's why they will ultimately wind up trading him. Yeah. But Quinn Snyder is not – I don't believe, and I'm not saying you're wrong or whatever. I have never heard that Quinn Snyder routinely blocks trades. I've, ne I've never heard that, be mainly because Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder didn't have a, a real productive relationship. So just keep that in mind. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, Jason Kelly, good morning to you. Mavs by five. Ainge trades both Mitchell and Gobert. They're not trading Donnie I Mitchell. don't know where this this I confidence just, in the Donnie trade is coming from, man. Like, like again, I, I, why would you trade Donovan Mitchell, dude? That's like saying you want to trade... Devin Booker, you want to trade, you know, whoever. Like, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Giggity says, these boys don't get much wrong. If you hear it on the Monty show, you can believe it. And then, you know, Jeremy, listen. <sighs> Jeremy Bolton says, except their love slurp affair with headband Caruso. It makes me Donnie, sick. Donnie, you're out of your element. Jeremy. Alex Caruso has a beautiful bald head. I was nice to you on Twitter yesterday, Jeremy. I don't appreciate these kind of comments. <laughs> Way to be on brand, kid. All right. Um, Suns, New Orleans tonight. Suns. Would you, play Devin, would you yes. play Devin Booker? Yes. I would not play him. I'd play him in a seven at home. I would not play him No, tonight. I don't want anything to do with game seven. I don't want anything mm. to do with game mm. seven. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think Philly loses. They're coming back for a seven in Philly. Man. Doc's balls are tightening against the What happens? Right now. Okay, so <laughs> we'll, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow. I'm sure. What happens if Philly loses that series? Oh what does that God. do to James Harden? Do you come to the middle on James Harden being a bust? Yeah, let's talk about that tomorrow. Because I'm not there yet. I, I, okay, I'm not there yet. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Can we talk about? Um, there are a couple things we're going to talk about. Watering your grass. Yeah. 
want to talk about this. We're in the middle of a drought. And we see this around Daybreak. I live in Daybreak where there's a bunch of rich people who think they're beyond reproach. Right. Um, but how much do you water your grass right now? Like, well, are I you, don't, Well, I don't have grass. You don't have grass. Is it morally bankrupt to water your grass Yeah, right I think now? watering your grass is, is one of those situations where you – you want your grass to look great, and you want it to be the best thing since sliced bread, but you're not considering the impacts on the environment and the shortage of water. So I would be putting in turf. Mrs. Monty, your thoughts? We have a very small little backyard, mm-hmm. um, and we don't get to control our sprinklers. They're controlled by the HOA, mm-hmm. and right now they're not running at all. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, but when they did run last year, they way overwatered. We had to tell them, "Hey, yeah. slow down on this." Yeah. Um, I would, I would consider turf in our tiny little area in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But I also am not into paying like ten thousand dollars to put turf in the tiny area in our backyard right now. But I'm into you, it. I'll but, put turf in the backyard. But when you say tiny, it's not like. Oh, let's be clear. Like I the, the area in the backyard is not like a tiny little square. Like no. it's a pretty. You know what is that? No, like probably fifty probably, feet. It, I would say it's probably thirty feet by. No, it's more than thirty. It's probably so fifty. Maybe okay. So maybe fifty by, by seven. Five. five? Maybe by five. Yeah. I wanted to do it. We talked about this yesterday. I asked her, hey, do you wanna you wanna get some bids on turf? No. I mean you can I just get want bids somebody to it. come in here and pull my weeds. Uh, you can get bids on it, but I just <laughs> don't the payoff is not enough there. In Arizona, we did turf because of the payoff. Oh, there, the payoff's totally there. It, we have dogs. We so it would be easier to clean it. What are the downsides to turf though? For like, right now, that is not a high priority. I would like to paint the house. I would like to have new floors. I would like to have a lot of things that yeah. are not included in the tiny strip well, of grass outside. The down, yeah, the, it's not like a maintenance thing. Mowing the grass takes 20 minutes. Like it's not. No, a, this is a water conservation. Yeah, conversation. that's what I'm talking. About. I don't want to have to do anything but water our vegetation. I don't like watering our grass like your garden bin disaster thing you have working out there. <laughs> OK, um, you know, like okay. I don't mind wh- what <laughs> I don't mind watering that. Right. I like, can quit my job and just work on my garden. That's fine. I'm for real. Yeah. You don't, uh. make, you, you don't make. Do you make good money? Yeah, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, please don't. I need daddy needs new shoes. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I'm a big <laughs> fan of turf. I say we put in turf, but I agree with you. We need the interior of the house painted, too. So. You know, there's I, a lot I'd like of bedroom furniture. I was well, like... fuck! I've been asking for a bedroom set for like three months. Are Just you so you can me? go to okay, Pound Town. We're opening up a restaurant, so we're not buying a bedroom set, and then we're That's buying true. a Jeep, so we're not buying a bedroom set. We're, you know, like yeah, I found a new uh, spare tire holder last night. It's only like a thousand dollars. So, new bedroom set or a, or a spare tire holder for the uh, Jeep? You tell build. me. I mean, you tell me. I mean, I think that. <laughs> I, look, the Jeep, we just haven't had a chance to take the Jeep out yet. We yeah. just we haven't anyway, had the chance yet. Here, no, there. Please don't water your grass. Please, I'm begging you. We're in a drought. If you're in Phoenix, I know we have a ton of listeners in LA. We have a ton of listeners in Phoenix here in Utah. Please stop watering your grass. Phoenix, you should like, have you should have turf because you're oof. easily wasting the amount of water to get your grass green that you would spend yes. to just put in turf. What did you say the fine was in Southern California? It's $2,000 in Southern California. So they're putting w- w- uh, watering restrictions in. So if you get caught violating Ooh. those watering restrictions, it's $2,000 per acre foot. 
<laughs> that you go over. And so oh my God. they're saying in the in the article, they said that the average person in Southern California uses 120 gallons of water a day, which to me was like mind boggling. Wow. I can't even believe that that's how much water people are using. And they got to get that down to 80 gallons a day for each person. Well, I got to tell you, and Mrs. Monty, I think you'll back me up on this. Like we're using far less water than we used to. Like we, I used to shower every single morning. Like it was a prerequisite. I'd shower. It was a ritual. Yeah. I'd probably shower six, eight times a week. Um, and I'm only showering probably three times a week now. I, I shower. I try to just shower every other day. Obviously, if I get a workout in or if we're out doing something, like I'm going to take a shower. Every time we use the hot tub, I'm going to take a shower. But even like the hot tub, we're trying to use the hot tub less. Like we're trying to shower less. Like water is at an epidemic level now. Here in Utah, we're in a drought. Like if you look at the snowpack and the snowmelt, we're in a drought. Phoenix, my my friends, if you're still watering vegetation outside, you're doing life wrong. Yeah. Because you just shouldn't be. And if you're in L.A., if you're one of our, our fine friends in like we have a lot of listeners in the Bay Area as well. You guys are good to go. If you're in Southern California, if you're Fresno South, you should not be watering. I grass. just don't know. Like, I just love the idea of turf because it's so easy. Like, and it, like, it's it is. easy. I mean, it, instead of mowing, you're blowing, right? If you have pets, the maintenance on AstroTurf is but like, great. How many people have, how many people have landscapers that come through like twice a month and do all that for them? I would know? love to have that because our backyard is a weed garden. I mean, I honest to God, our backyard is just full of weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I also think the turf thing in, in your backyard specifically, I feel like that would look really good with like the paver because you've you've upgraded the backyard quite a bit. Yes. We like, put you know. in a hot tub, a deck, a new stairs, like all this stuff. But I can also get down with the logic of like painting the house or like doing other things because she Mrs. Monty's right. Like, What would you putting- prioritize, though? What, what I mean, for me and this is just me. I prioritize the things I use most. Mm-hmm. So I would love to paint the house, but I have no desire to paint this basement. Yeah. Because I, it's a nightmare thinking about tearing all this shit off the walls and not working. Down, like, I, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, that's not now, great. Now, you want to paint my upstairs and my kitchen and my cabinets? and Because if I'm going to paint the house, I'm going to have the kitchen redone. Yeah. I'm going to put in, I'm going to have my cabinets resurfaced. I'm going to put in a, a breakfast nook thing with a bunch of benches that have storage in it. So yeah, we can that store would be really cool. Our snowboard space. stuff. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. But I'm also all about getting this Jeep built, right? Like... I mean, there's probably 10 grand more that we're going to have to put into this Jeep to build it the way we want it to be built minimum. So like, it's this trade-off of like, think just wheels, think think about wheels and tires. So here's the thing with the Jeep. This is the interesting part. So what has it been? Has it been three weeks since you got the Jeep now? Something like that. Like three weeks. Yeah. So we've had that. We went to California. We've been doing some things, but now we're, we're back and we're going to, now that snowboarding season's over, we're either working out or we're going hiking or we're taking the Jeep out. So I would think that the Jeep would be out pretty much every weekend yeah. or close to it heading forward, you know? Yeah, but like, but to my point, doing that means we got to build it. So mm-hmm. we got to get we got to get it wrapped. We're going to wind up – and think about it this way. Like spare tire for a Jeep, you can't put a, a, a I never small thought spare of that. tire on the back of the thing. <laughs> I- well, I how never do you thought never of think that. about that? I never thought about, like, well, like, before you buy the Jeep, you, you, you don't think about, all right, well, we got to do tires. Like, on any normal car, you're not buying five tires. No. On a Jeep, you got to buy five tires. And each tire probably is a grand between the the, the wheel the and, wheel the, and the, the tire combined. Are probably yeah. 1000 to $1,200. Yeah. So just in tires right there, you're probably at six grand. You know, like, and then you figure, like, the mount for the the tire on the back, this one I want to get from Terraflex, is like another thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So now you're seventy two hundred bucks. But when you're you out know? there and you're camping or you're off roading or you're 
it's worth it. You know, and then it's, you got to get it. an air compressor, and then you got to have a winch, and then you got to have sex, and then you got to have all this stuff. Like, it's a lot of money. So, do you paint your house and redo your kitchen, or do you build your Jeep? I'm probably building a Jeep. Yeah. Just the way I come down on it. Uh, Kenny says, classic Monty show. 10% of the jazz, 90% of story time. Guy, we just did an hour and 15 yeah, minutes the on the are jazz. Are you about, kidding bro? me? Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about, Kenny? Um, a couple other things. Let's talk about cereal. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of cereal. So in the comments, yeah. what is your favorite cereal? Because what I'm about to describe is criminal. <laughs> I just want people to know this. <laughs> This is criminal. There is a trend in this world where you put orange juice in cereal instead of milk. I should have the right to punch you right in the dick for that. Like, <laughs> I just think that if you're putting orange juice in cereal, you're, you're, you're gross. You're, I'll drop that mother. I, I mean, that's disgusting. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm okay. thinking about Lucky Charms with orange juice. Like, my favorite sugar cereal, yeah. which I almost never eat, maybe once a year. Man, like, I'm trying to think, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Hell no. Lucky Charms? No. Fruity um, Pebbles? Oh, Fruity Pebbles. No. Fruity Pebbles and orange juice would be terrible. Oh, I thought you were just saying the, the oh. what you like to eat, generally speaking. No. My, with um, orange juice? Oh, no. man, that's a whole different like, thing. Like, I think I threw up in my Bro, mouth. Bro, with orange juice, I'm probably going Chex Mix or something plain, you know? I mean, Giggity, so, Giggity asked the right question. Who's the guy that first thought of that? Well, I I, I don't know. Tr so, Tropicana. I can, I can tell you who thought of that. The, here's my opinion on who probably came up with that stuff. Somebody that had just a, smoked a, a whole gat of weed, probably. Well, okay, could have been that, or it was the uh, the young TikToker who woke up in the morning. <laughs> the young TikTok guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow this down. The young TikTok guy mm -hmm. got up in the morning. Milk or whatever they normally use in their cereal was either soured or <laughs> it's out. unavailable. All they had was orange juice from whatever yeah. screwdrivers or drinks they made the night before. And they said, oh, to hell with it. I'm just going to put the orange <coughs> juice on the cereal. And then they were like, hey, TikTokers, I was this many days old when I found out that orange juice okay. on cereal is so amazing. Okay, Jeez, quick Louise. sidebar, quick sidebar. Where are you at on TikTok, Mrs. Monty? Are, are you, are, do you like TikTok? Are you not a TikTok fan? And like, what's your deal? It's all right. It's all right. But it's like if too many people use TikTok for their source of education and knowledge. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And that is just dangerous because it like 30 second, one minute clips that you're not going to go and oh. then research. Mm -hmm. Gabe. Gabe. Is cereal soup. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Why Gabe? do you do this, Gabe? Like, dude, come on. I don't think cereal is soup. Why? This Gabe? man was a bona fide squad. Why? Do we Why have do to go this? back? Do we have to go back to the soup? Do we? Do we have to go back to the Napa Mike hot dog versus a sandwich? <laughs> do we have to do? Let's that? settle this right now. Like, come on. Soup is primarily liquid food, generally served warm or hot, that is made by combining ingredients of meat, vegetable, with stock milk or water. Yeah. So not. It's not a soup, it's not dude. A soup. It's not a soup. It's not. I don't want Stop that. coming in here and stirring the cereal. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, um, I would agree that it's some guy who had like three three month old milk in his refrigerator. By the way, am I the only one not? I don't drink milk ever. Well, I'm a I'm an milk. almond milk guy. But you know what? I've I've matriculated into matriculated. adulthood. 
I use far less milk in my cereal now than I used to. Me? Because now, as an old man who has to watch out for my prostrate, yeah. um, like I only eat high fiber cereal. You want to know how old I am? Yesterday, when you came up from, you were done working at your, your hot stove slave job. Mm -hmm. Britt, you came upstairs. What was I doing? I was snacking on high fiber Cheerios. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I was snacking on like the high fiber old man Cheerios. And you like them. Without milk. Just just having a handful like they were chips. I love them. They're good. They make me poop. I dropped a nuke <laughs> yesterday. Right? But m when it comes to cereal, what cereal do I eat most if it's called cereal? Well, Mrs. Monty makes us custom oats every morning. It's hot cereal. It's a porridge, please. It's a porridge, a please. A porridge. Farina, anybody? Jeez. Um, but... If I'm, let's just forget all the healthy, take a dump, high yeah. fiber cereal, cereal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on terrible cereal. Because I'm telling you, I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch might be my favorite right no, now. Cinnamon Life. I'm cinnamon all Life, oh, cinnamon is, life fire. is good. Cinnamon Life is just bomb, dude. Cinnamon Life is good. Yes. And corn Pops aren't bad. On that. Somebody mentioned Corn Pops in Ooh. the comments. They, don't they, they tear up your mouth? Do they? A little bit. I know peanut butter Captain Crunch is rough on the mouth. Oh, yeah. oh, Kenny. Kenny, no. Please, God. Kenny says, if you have warm milk with cereal, then is it soup? <laughs> <laughs> Who eats warm milk, bro? Yeah, that's like, now we're talking about porridge. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, now you're talking about porridge. Uh, Giggity says, I found Mrs. Monty's TikTok the other day. Well, I hope your forearm's recovered. You're uh, not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> Casey Finlinson said, is, is oatmeal more of a soup than cereal? I think it would be. No, it's a porridge. Well, what if we got that? What if we got soup the oatmeal? Soup is vegetable meat <laughs> But wait, hear stock. me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. What if we put ground turkey into our oatmeal? Okay. Then that could what be. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, that, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Greg Hawkins says, stock milk or water, cold soup exists. And cereal is a soup. I'm not committed to this conclusion. <gasps> Greg Hawkins Bro, is a Greg, cereal soup guy. Greg. 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 Oh, I'm so disappointed. Donnie, you're out of your element. What? Greg, come no, on. You not. were on a hot streak on the show, dude. No. Um, no. Captain Crunch with Crunchberries. Steve Hambone says yes. Crunchberries good. Spencer Morgan says, it's really frustrating to try and do the right thing in a drought and ease up on the watering. But then you have HOA fines that crap out of uh that that finds the crap out of you for your lawn paid hundreds in fines last year really that's what i'm telling you put turf in put it in like you will say but see so like much. in our front yard we can't have turf yeah they will not, not allow us to have turf but are you you have to water the front lawn yes the hoa it's part of our hoa yeah mm. yes mm. we don't get to control our sprinklers Last yeah, see, year, we had to call several times because they were over I remember that. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Ooh, the pure violet Air Jordan uh, 11 oh. low is out today. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Monty's all about that. Hold on, hold on. All mm -hmm. about that. Um, my favorite sugar cereal, I, I, I think, I, I is probably Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Fruity Pebbles. Captain Crunch is there. I love the Captain Crunch berry. And the thing it with is Captain good. Crunch, there's technique to it. So you can't just pour it in the bowl. Pour the milk over it and just start eating it. Oh, Jeremy, stop. When are we going to put ranch in cereal? Oh. <laughs> just no. the, oh, my God. Like, what, I think I just gagged doing? a little I mean, bit, Jeremy. Jeremy, what, what are you doing, bro? Come on. Fucking A. Garcy says grape nuts. I haven't had grape nuts in, grape nuts in years. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you, Greg. He says, Jeremy, uh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. And some of these municipalities are really irresponsible with their own watering. Yeah, if I see one more sprinkler spout at the South Jordan City Hall, I don't have a strong enough uh, ad to find TikTok enjoyable, ADD. I don't have strong enough ADD to find TikTok enjoyable. You got to find the right follows on TikTok, you do. man. You do. You can't um, just turn the thing on. Hambone says, if you put orange juice in cereal, you're a cereal killer. Yes, you are. See what he did there? You kill the cereal. Yeah, but it's cereal, also cereal. Cereal. Yeah. Like murder right, right, and stuff. Right, right, right. Monty, you have the correct opinion. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate that. I double... Uh, I'd be double fisting some grape nuts in Carsey said. Daddy. <laughs> oh, Monty, you've won me over with your cereal opinions. Truly amazing. Good. Fruity pebbles are dangerous. Before I know it, I've eaten the whole speaking box. Of cereal, yes, giggity. Speaking of cereal, and go and look this up after the show, it just came out that apparently Lucky Charms is uh, not doing well with people's intestinal tracts. Apparently there's been a there's been a little bit of an issue the last like two months with it bro i'm gonna tell you after my little spout uh spate issue with um with like the butt mud last week <laughs> celebrating that poop yesterday that was a glorious glorious offload yeah! <laughs> that was glorious to stand up and feel that good again was Dude, amazing yes um you know maurice Marius Georgian Chivaron says changes are coming to the Utah Jazz. Serial shit. Well, go back and watch from yeah, the beginning. Maybe get here. Maybe get here when the show starts, and you know you'll you'll see. Yeah. Um. Wow. Really. HOAs won't allow turf or zero scaping, Jake. Wow. Are are there I any love, benefits listen, to an HOA? Listen, not many. Listen, I love where we live. I hate the HOA. Yeah, the Daybreak HOA is gangster. By the way, can we talk about the new Harmons in Daybreak? Bro, there's a new Harmons in in not even in downtown Daybreak. No, it's on it's on. Well, that's becoming. See, but this is my point. See, this is why they open that Harmons. It's like a mini Harmons. It's like a little guy. Yeah, it sucks. And and they open that right there because they're trying to, in my opinion, build like these little mini districts inside of Daybreak almost where you've got like this side of Daybreak and that side of day. Well, like it's a traffic issue. Um, they the the roads in Daybreak are overrun. I mean, there's always traffic, especially at peak, where you, you expect traffic in peak. Daybreak at times, like like South Jordan Parkway, is a traffic circle. I mean, it is you're just sitting there. Um, so I think they're trying to control traffic more. Yeah. But that Harmons, I expected better from Harmons. I got to tell you, I was totally disappointed. It's not even that it was packed. It was flipping packed. We went last night. Well, but they promoted it like mad yeah but coming out of harm we're walking in coming out as one of brit's good friends who mm -hmm. we hadn't seen in months mm -hmm. and then you rolled up in your car that i heard long before you ever arrived i know um but we were walking around the store like it's just tiny there's no you cannot the aisles are so small that two carts can't pass almost like you'll it's run tight. into people it's, it's tight the aisles are really tight the produce section is tiny like they don't have a bulk food section so I couldn't get my dried cherries, which is incredibly disappointing. How do I live my life? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. It's just too small. I, I, I just, I, I, I think it'll be really nice once the new car smell wears off. I think that'll be a really nice option when yeah. it's not like insanely busy. I think that last night when I was there, I was like, wow, this is like, 
this is cr- I haven't been in a space with this many people. Did in this you wear small a mask? Space. Yes, I did. Yeah, I wore a mask too. Yeah, I did. And I was like, whoa, like this is a lot of people. Now, like a month from now, when not everyone's there at the same time, I think it's going to be a nice spot. I think it's a nice solution because I don't even like the one at the district anymore. Like it's a fine Harmons. It's cool. But I don't enjoy going to that one as much as I like going to the one that's off of uh, Mountain View there at 134th. I love that Harmon. Yeah, the one on Mountain View is really nice. Um, I'm I'm partial to the district. I just I I think the one off of Mountain View is nice. I, the district, the Harmon Harmon's at the district is my spot. I mean, it just is. It's where I'm comfortable. I know where everything is in that store. Like the one it it, it what is that Mountain View Mountain Village? Mountain View and 134th. Yeah. I mean, it's really nice. The new Costco is going to open here in a couple of weeks over there. Um, and I will definitely be getting Costco gas. Yeah. Um, I think it's I, I, I think it's really nice. It is. But I, I, I think I'm just partial. Are you more of a Smith's guy or a Harmon's guy? Harmon's all day. I'm a Harmon's all guy. Day. A hundo P. It's two totally different feels. And I don't know what exactly it is why, but they, they just crush yeah. it with how it feels. Smith feels like Aldi to me. Yeah. Like feels, that yeah. low I mean, brand discount. Yeah. Yeah. And I have never been to the food for for less off of Mountain View either. But me either. I'm a no. Harmon's guy all the way. I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, score prediction for tonight. Again, what do you? Where are you finishing on the Jazz? Um, Mrs. Nike, I don't know. I think that I think they have a big. They have a. I think they have a big night, man. I I they're pushing 120 tonight. I I just I just feel like that. I know that that probably means a Mavericks win, but I I really want. I really feel like they're going to come out in the first half and just go ham and have like a 60 65 point half. 115-107, Jazz win. Yeah, Jazz I'm, win. I'm, I'm free going, throws. Well, yeah. I'm Dallas go, I'm hasn't go, had Dallas hasn't been making enough free I'm throws. I'm gonna go 118-110, Jazz. I think okay. the Jazz have a nice night. Okay, 115-107. Uh, where did you guys get the B- PS5 and how much was it? Um, we got the PS5. Target. Tar- it was Target. It was Target. Um, and it was. It was close to a G. Yeah, it was almost a grand. Um, we're giving that away at 5,000, by the way. Um, and people have been asking us to give it away sooner. No, I'm not doing it. We did that last time on the fly and everybody got pissed off because we gave it to, uh, Grocock and people lost <laughs> Who their shit over disappeared it. off the yeah. face of the earth. Oh, wow. We're at 3963. So we picked up 11, uh, subscribers since yesterday. So life is good, man. We're, we're, we'll get it's there. It's a slow burn, man. It's yeah. com- I mean, you know, that's why I say, give us a thumbs up and a like, if you're here right now. Uh, we really appreciate that. It what, helps the channel grow. What I will say, though, is the Jeep stuff coming out, you might want to watch those videos because we'll yeah. find a way to work something in yeah, there. Yeah, we're going to the Salt Flats uh, this weekend, probably Saturday morning. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That's and then, fun. well, who invited you? You. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, I, I did actually invite you. Uh, anyway, the point is uh, we're going to run out to the Salt Flats this weekend, and then everybody asking us to go to Little Moab, I'm. we're definitely going to Little Moab. I go there Sunday. I don't know. Mrs. Monty's going out of town next week, so I'm trying to pound that box one more time. Okay. You know, no, I'm kidding. Um, that motherfucker. But she don't is. Miss, so man. this weekend's going to be one of those weekends where we have like a punch list of stuff we have to do. Yeah. Because she's going out of town, uh-huh. and uh-huh. so we got to do this, we got to do that. So she's got to do laundry and pack. And right. By right. the way, I'm the one doing the laundry in this house. What? I bought you a brand new dustpan, and you're not using it. Don't be delusional. Wow, Dad. Who did <laughs> who did the laundry this time around? You started your laundry. Our which laundry. Has some of mine in it. Our laundry. I have a whole basket full of laundry that I need to do. Yeah. It's okay. okay. You're an adult. You can handle Are it. Are we going to hot tub one more time before you go to Seattle? 
yeah, we should hot tub several times before we go. Yes, to we should. What? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you are such a perv sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm a man with testosterone. I'm a perv. <laughs> um, yeah, the hot tub is a life hack. The hot tub is a life hack, it I'm is. telling you. My, my co worker yesterday was like, you know, how do you like relax at night? Yeah, and I nice. said, we invested in a hot tub and. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lifesaver. It is. It totally is. So <laughs> anyway. All right. There we go. Roll the music. We got to get to uh, another crappy day at the Yelp Atory. Yeah. Another real uh, excited. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Great. I actually, I, I, I closed the deal yesterday. Who knew that I could still do that? Um, wow. You know, it's a miracle. Uh, hey, shop our affiliate links below. Again, the best T-shirt you've ever seen is in the affiliate links below. Um, again, somebody asked if I eat built bars. I do not. I am a one bar guy. The link to our protein bars, um, everything, our vitamins, all the good stuff. It's in the links below on the podcast. Thanks to everybody on Stitcher, uh, and, uh, Spotify, Spotify crushing it right now on the podcast. We appreciate all of you until tomorrow. No, I'm not going to do it. Say goodbye, Jake. <laughs> goodbye, Jake.